Welcome to the Dynamax Podcast, Maine's premier powerlifting and strength sports podcast. From studios in Westbrook, Maine, with your hosts, Matt Israelson and Matt Strong. Tell me action, Matt, whenever you're ready. All right, folks, good evening. Live from Westbrook, Studio 308. Uh, I think this is Podcast 17, Matt. Something like that. All right, we got a guest, and it's Paul K., Mr. Paul Capithanasis tonight. And I know you know him, so I'll turn it over to you now. All righty, so Paul, you, uh, I see you lifting here all the time. You're typically lifting with your son, which is awesome. I've talked about it a few times that when I see people lifting with their dads, I get like... I feel, I feel it in the heartstrings, you know. That's a cool dynamic to have. Very cool. Um, I gotta say that I think you're most well known for this uh, kind of a franchise that you are the owner of in Maine. A little place called Prompto. Yes. If you've lived in Maine, if you live in Maine, you drive. That's inevitable. And if you drive, you get your oil changed. It, that's, it's gotta happen. And Prompto was like the place to deal with. I mean, everybody knows that. It's like, oh, you got to get an oil change? Go to Prompto, dude. What are you thinking, you know? Don't go to the dealer. Go to Prompto. Uh, so, what I got to... I mean, my first question is, is how did you come about... Did you buy Prompto? Did you kind of create it? I guess, what's the history of Prompto? Because I guarantee everybody who's listening to this has been there. I guarantee it. Very much appreciated. I, Firstly, I uh, would like to thank you for acknowledging my son, Alex, We've been a joy at lifting weights and competing in basketball and sports together as a family for many, many years. Yep. And uh, that's been a privilege. Matt has been a part of that with us through, since he was a child. He's been here we, since he was a little kid, Al. How old is he? Uh, I don't know. Alex is now <laughs> 24. He's been here okay. since the first time he lifted weights. He was perhaps 10 years old. Seventh, yes, very young age. A little less longer than and I he's have. Been, he's been a, <laughs> that's right. He's been a regular here at the gym with Matt for many years. So uh, that's a very much appreciated mentioning as a shout out to my son, of Alex. Of course. And um, now Prompto uh, is also a family business. Okay. A father and three sons started in 1984 when on a, we were in the used car business many years ago. And the on a vehicle search trip in Florida, my father and brother Chris uh, saw what is in the early days of the quick oil change facilities. And I believe we were the first family to bring it to Maine. It really wasn't a franchise. We started it from scratch because we had been an automotive family for so many years. Wow, that's great. So you just saw these quick oil changes down south, and you're like, why doesn't Maine have this? Bring it up there. Yeah, it's, you know, the flattery of the old adage of taking somebody else's idea. And hey. It was, um, the oil change business was founded by a guy named Jim Hindman. Harvard Business School, and he opened up what is now known today as Jiffy Lou. Oh, I never knew that. Yes, huh. Jim Hedman is his name. And I never knew that. He was a big football fan himself. He later on sold out to what is now Pennzoil Motorola. Never knew that in my life. Interesting. So there's a little history of the quick loop industry. <laughs> and it was a fir- on uh, Forest Avenue, Portland, was when it began in 1980. That was the family. first one. And you have how many? Now 24 locations. 24. Uh, is yes. that only in Maine? No. Uh, Maine and New Hampshire. Okay. And li- still growing. We'll be opening a new store next year. So you're still moving forward. Moving forward, we um, we do an old school way, little regional chain. We're not. Uh, we don't grow rapidly. We try to maintain the quality. Something that Dynamax is very familiar with. 
We have we the try. best quality training gym in the city. We try. So I was talking to you a little bit before the interview. I've been going to Prompto. I mean, I'm 26, and I've been going to Prompto for 10 years, you know. And even before that, I was going with my, you know, with my dad or my mom. Just, you know, so I've been, I've been so familiar with Prompto for so long, which is just, it's kind of a trip to meet the guy who owns it. Um, my, I actually just got my oil changed like a couple weeks ago. And what was interesting, I pulled in at exactly, my odometer was exactly at the sticker. Okay. And the guy said, he's like, you know, we see about a thousand cha- oil changes a week. And I've been working here for 10 years, and I've seen that about 10 times. Right on the money. I was right on the money. As I pulled in, I hit it on the dot. I had to send a picture to my dad. I sent a picture to my girlfriend. (laughs) That might win you an old picture. Yeah, that that definitely deserves a a, uh, gift certificate. i got to remember that following the broadcast. I mean, if you hit that on the dot, I mean, what are the chances? Uh, Yeah, you may see a gift certificate. Yeah. Oh, man. But the thrill for us is uh, your story about going in there as a kid with your father and staying there all these years that's been our dream it's the goal the right? goal is to serve families for many generations for each generation oh yeah and I mean it's it's almost in Maine I would say the Prompto is a household name yeah I really appreciate that we, we it's funny thing you mentioned that we have just started to feel inside our in business at work that we have a recognized brand that it's kind of been noticeable oh, yeah. recently to us we didn't. I didn't realize that until I more recently. I was at my attorney's office, and he said, "You know, people around here call this a prompto, like it's a synonymous with oil change." The word prompto. So I made our day. We're very proud. Wow! Of that. They just call an oil change yeah, prompto. Yeah. So that. So I heard that was a very compliment. I compliment. That is a nice compliment. But I'm here to talk about the the best compliment I can give is to. There's not a better, more fitting name for a gym than this wonderful name of Dynamax, where we had. A gentleman who can train multiple style of training, heavy lifting, bodybuilding, keeping me in basketball for many, many years, and helping my son currently in basketball. This guy, Matt Israelson, who I'm proud to call a very close friend of mine, has, is a uh, very unique guy in this industry. There isn't an exercise that he does not know or understand how it fits and he's the best at meeting your objectives in the business. That's... Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. He's all red for the folks who are just listening. He's just boiling right oh, now. Oh, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's talk. How did you first meet Matt? Matt and I met when I was a regular uh, at World's Gym, which is a little while. It's now closed. But he was uh, training people there. And uh, as he was training, I actually asked him to... Uh, become my trainer for basketball to keep me in the sport. I was. Okay. I think I told you I had invested in it when I moved out this way. Yes. I had sold my other gym and I bought part of that. Right. I met Paul. Okay. I was training people there and bought a small interest in it. And gotcha. But then when they ended up closing, I you didn't have it, enough of the Now you share. have Dynamax. Yeah. Right. Um, so I got more than I bargained for. I got the basketball and I wound up with a close friend for many years. Yep. It's worked out So it's well. been really a wonderful relationship. And we have, a, have had a, you know, one of the most intriguing parts. It's kind of been a core group of us. Um, to throw a few names out there, like Gordon Herchabees, uh Doc Brown, who was on last previous week's last week's guest. Yep. Um, Steve Anderson, and amongst others, there's about eight, nine, ten of us from an original 
group that was kind of a core group. The original. We, the original. Max. We call ourselves the board. <laughs> yeah, it's the board. And we're proud of ourselves. We're really the board of directors of Dynamax. Yeah. Kind of a, not a uh, board that's been organized and written up in corporate jargon, but our own internal board we have. That's all, yeah. With Matt as the chairman of the board. Nah, we're kind of co-chairman. <laughs> Everybody's a little bit of a co-chairman. <laughs> um, so you, you mostly saw uh, Matt's training for strength training to assist in your basketball? To keep my career going, I was... I was 40 years old at the time. He kept me in this t basketball till you know, 55 years old. He was still playing old. men's, I mean, men's, men's basketball. Yes, uh, I did it for many years thanks to Matt. He, I stayed injury-free by continuing on with the training with And Matt. he didn't play just easy. I used to go to the, the games. I mean, he was 100%. He helped me play high. Which, I, in hindsight, was probably not my best advice. <laughs> because that's a sport that I don't know is, mixes so well as we age. Especially at the level he's trying impact. to play at. Yeah, and I know that I continued to encourage you when I probably shouldn't have. So, But we had five. Well, you made through. You I made had a through. good time. We yes. had a very good time. So how long did you play in the men's league? Gee, uh, during match tenure, about 15 years. I mean, Prior you were closing in on 50 when you started. Yes, I kept it going for many years. I mean, that's a sport where you start to see Achilles and things like that, and I should have told him to stop, but... Pretty hard to tell someone to stop when, I know. It's, when it's their passion, though. We yeah. were having a lot of fun, and I enjoyed every minute of it. But now I've um, come to enjoy this in and of itself, the training. I'll come here, and to, if even I have to get a fix on uh, running and moving around, Matt will come up with something, whether it's agility or uh, interval training outside. or He's capable of coming up, devising whatever plan you want. Oh, yeah. On a dime. He can... He can cook up something in five minutes if he wants to. Very much, the beauty of Matt is, I can, I've even come here from physical therapy. He can interpret, especially for the elderly clients, he can interpret um, your plan that you get from your, uh, this is one area where I think that people maybe miss the boat here. They give you a plan to physical therapy oftentimes, and it's questionable as to whether people follow it up. I brought mine in with Matt, and he was an absolute pro. It helped me heal, following the script, and that's what I meant by his in-depth knowledge of the human body and knowing how to. If you can bring anything in and say, "Could you help me with this?" He's got a good intuition. Oh, he's just well, terrific. Well, that's a good point. Mike, it's probably not just me, but people aren't compliant with what they're given. And in, in, in other words, they don't stick with what they're given. So you're so. helping keep them accountable, but in a way that if, if they bring it in, I can work with it. But it's not. It's only because it's me. But yeah, but it's in such a way that you don't feel like. I mean, obviously, you're going to Maddie instead of going to your doctor because there's that personal the connection there. Well, what I do is I get the info from the doctor. I bring it back to Matt. Matt, who has a tremendous understanding of health science. Mm -hmm. I believe that's what his degree's in. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not Sports medicine. Sports medicine. So he does understand the health side of this whole thing, which makes him fantastic. Mm -hmm. He understands the sport. He understands the medicine. He understands both sides. So you can do a lot of terrific things in here with Matt. You can utilize him for anything. He can keep you healthy. He can keep you in your sport. He can make you proficient in your sport. He's just, he's uh, all around tr a wealth of knowledge in this industry, a wealth of knowledge. Thank you. Speaking of uh, education, do you, what's your uh, background in education? I'm an accounting major from USM, and I, uh, that was how I kind of grew up in my businesses through the finance department. And today I've grown into one of the partnerships with my brothers and um, very much enjoyed it, very grateful I got that degree. It helped tremendous amount in the expansion of the business so you can keep, 
keeping on all the controls and oh, so yeah. forth. You know all the numbers, you can run the books, you don't have to pay somebody else to do it. In or at least, you, at least you understand how to do it, so that when somebody else is doing it, you could, kind of, you could check the numbers. Mm-hmm. If you, Very much so, I know. You're comfortable we, with the numbers, exactly. you're not intimidated by it. Um, so when you were in college, did you play ball in college? I played baseball for a year. Okay. Played a lot of intramural basketball and so forth. Uh, by the time I got to college, I became a very serious student and loved uh, school. And uh, Also, I became very serious about my social life, which I didn't have much at one high school. I had matured, so by then I was kind of... Kind of start working on those 12-ounce curls. Kind of having a good time. Yeah, so I much had a lot that. of fun in college. Very was working hard in college. Yeah, I had a very fun time in college. And... Um, there, uh, so prior, I was my best sport really was baseball. Okay. Which I played through all my childhood and so forth. So what, where did the passion for basketball come from? When I got to college, we used to play in the intramural or pickup games, and yeah. So suddenly I became intrigued with that because of the excitement and uh, the up and down aspect to it, and the baseball, which I loved as a young guy, but I st- the standing around part got to me a little bit. So I you like being active. I like, like being really little, getting sweaty and I like hustling. That's my famous. That was his, when he played, and that's why I was, in hindsight, I probably should have said, "It's time for you to stay in the weight room." To stop because he he never slowed down. Uh, I'll give you like an Isaiah Thomas style of play, or one of those guys. Interesting. So, did you have like, a, did you? Uh, you mentioned physical therapy. Did you ever? Did you injure yourself playing basketball? Any multiple injuries or basketball? My problem was uh, my lower back, and that's where I got the PT from. Gotcha. I would I dribble drove a lot to the basket, attacking the rim a lot, and that kind of that takes a lot out of you. I bet at 45, 50 years old, because I, I was a witness to it. Right. So when you are in the gym today, what are, what is it that what is it that you're kind of working on? I'm working on today. He, uh, Matt wonderfully keeps me my edge for business, and as an executive, I've been blessed in this business to blossom into that prompted me the opportunity to develop myself. Mm-hmm. So now here, a healthy body is a healthy mind. That's right. So I come in here and Matt keeps me prepared for all my board meetings and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. That's what I was hoping you could draw out of him. Obviously, he told you how many stores they have, so you can imagine the stress. Yeah. So if you could that tie was the train. Yeah, okay. That's going to be my next question. I don't even need to that, tell him. Uh, so he's a step ahead of me anyway. Uh, so. You know, as, as Matty was saying, I mean, for me... I mean, I'm, I'm an engineer. I spend uh, 8 to 12 hours a day pretty much getting told what a bad job I've done by yeah, I, uh, contractors yeah. and building owners. Yeah. And I come here, and once I walk through that door, I'm not an engineer anymore. Exactly. Uh, me and, and you are the exact same. We're in the same same boat. Play, exactly. Yes. So uh, how? I, so that's the same for you. It, it's a stress relief. It is a stress. Exercise is great for stress management. I try to live a healthy lifestyle. Try to... Now what I have Matt doing is try to prolong my career, uh, my business career, and that's what I'm here to do. And also, there's a more important thing, I take care of a child at home who's autistic, who I'm very proud of, and I'm trying to keep myself healthy for a long term to keep taking care of him, along with my lovely wife, who's done a tremendous job of taking care of him and being by his side. This young man, Al, out here is one of triplets. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, wow. This guy has triplets. Triplets, and he and Matt helped me through that whole experience. <laughs> that, that was tough. That's Very, crazy. It was quite a bit. And wow, uh, what, are the, a what are the odds of that? Uh, well, in, in this era of uh, well, the odds are a little bit higher, uh, you know, with a normal uh, in current situations. Okay, is it all uh, three sons or uh, two boys and one girl? Yeah. Okay, the young lady's quite a basketball player too. 
And they're obvious. My daughter, she grew up in the gym here with Matt also and went on to have a nice basketball career. She played in college. So we got, it's Alex. Alex. I just know him as Al. Al. Yeah. Nicolette and Gregory. Okay. So I have the triplets. And I'm very proud of them. And we've had a wonderful life. We're a very close-knit family. And um, as you know, I bring Al in here. But I very much have enjoyed uh, the athletic. I feel like I gave him a gift for life. And Matt also gave him a gift for life where... At a very young age, we encourage them in sports and in a healthy way so much so that they still play in rec leagues and they still lift weights and so that it makes me feel happy that I gave them something that I think the kids miss today a lot of. of the, the real reason why you get involved in sports is so you have something for the rest of your life that you could uh, live by. That's it, what I did. It creates a bit of a grit. It, it creates... I mean, because everybody eventually needs to get a job or yes. do something to keep the lights on. But the sports or the exercise or the athleticism or whatever it may be brings you back. Yes. Brings you back down. And, uh, you know, i got to say, Al's, uh, he seems like extremely well-disciplined. I've seen him come in here by himself. Oh, yeah, he comes without he him. He does. Uh, a lot of times his dad doesn't make it and he comes anyway. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he gets right to work. And he, there's no, there's no pushback. He just does it. I, no I find that extremely impressive. Yes, thank you. He, very disciplined kid and a well-behaved boy. He's that way in his career, and I think sports got him that way. It made him that he's very methodical and disciplined about his approach to life. And hey, he has a lot of fun along the way too. Yeah. We like we like to joke, and here we talk various topics, and we have a very good time about this talking sports and yeah. So that's another great aspect of this gym is that's you come in here. You, you don't want to miss the boat on that. Which is the opportunity to joke and chide each other about each other's teams and so forth. Right, yeah. I, I, I think I said on this podcast a couple times before that this... One thing that's very special about this gym is it has almost a fraternal vibe to it. Where when you come in, you, you, you know everybody. And you can kind of... You can poke a little fun. You can shoot a little shit. And, you know, I know that you guys love basketball because I always see you guys in here and you're always talking about basketball. That's this is the aficionado, if you've got a question. Yeah. Go I became very passionate. I'm a junkie about it. In fact, I taught, I've taught a lot of basketball to young kids and so forth. And I've had a lot of fun doing it. Currently, uh, teaching my uh, nephew, he's, in the, going into, he's actually in the ninth grade at Chevres. So I'm teaching him basketball, and I've put a lot of hours into that, along simultaneously side by side with the physical aspect and then the skills of the ball aspect. And I've enjoyed really blending the two. Yeah, I feel like uh, strength training probably isn't too big for uh, like high school and middle school. You'd be surprised. Really? You'd be surprised the kids today. My kids did it here, and a lot of them are into uh, doing some strength training. And the strength training is a big aspect of this. helps a lot in basketball, the core element too, and also just being more physical. Uh, so a lot of kids are definitely doing more of it than you'd be surprised. Yeah, I imagine obviously having the agility, but then also having a little bit more mass. I mean, stereotypically, basketball players are tall and lanky. Yes. So if you got a little meat on your bones, you can uh, drive to the hoop a little better, you can get hey, that rebound. We, we were just talking about that. Alex has been playing in the rec league, and I noticed how fluid he is getting to the rim because he comes in here. He's strong going to the rim, and he can do a lot of... Um, little contortionist type shots from all the stuff he does in here. It's pretty neat. He shot a wicked, unique looking shot last night that went in, and we had a. It was a lot of fun. But Al's in the men's league now. Where does Al play? He plays in the South Pole and Rec, and he's just having a fun league, which is makes me feel happy because I they he went from a young kid he's played, and 
I'd like to see them play the rest of their lives. He plays with my daughter on the same team. They That's have to have one woman. So the point guard is his sister. Oh, wow. Oh, man. So there's obviously good synergy there. Yeah. And uh, he's the one. Obviously, having that, uh, you know, the fact that the brother and sister, they just got that connection. Must be that yeah. much better. They are. They know where each other are on the floor. I enjoy still going to the games for the fun. It keeps me intrigued. Mm -hmm. Gives me something to do. Very much looking forward to watching my nephew this winter as well. Evangelo is his name. He's a wonderful. He's got a very good IQ, and he actually does weight training himself and so forth. So, yeah, the answer to that is yes. He got a lot stronger. He's shooting deeper from the inside as a result of this stuff and uh, the weights. And the it's also going to help just help with his confidence overall. Yes, it does, and it helps you play more physical and. And you're more explosive. There's a lot of great elements to the weight training room. Mm -hmm. So, this is a powerlifting podcast, kind of, in a sense. Okay. You're an APF powerlifter from what I've heard mm -hmm. and what I've seen. Let's talk about that for a little bit. So, I I went on to be... I was... Uh, several years ago, I woke up one night and said, thought to myself, I grew up with a lot of these guys in this industry. Legends like Marty Joyce... Matt himself, mm -hmm. um, Skip Robinson, Eddie McElhaney, and uh, on and on. There's a list of about ten. Bob Penny, BP. There's a, several of these guys that I grew up with while I was doing weights for my baseball career in college or softball at that time. I was having fun with softball. I was trying to hit home runs, so I was working out with these guys. And so I became a big fan of the heavy weightlifting guys. Yeah, the monsters. The monsters. So what happened was I said to my Matt, that in honor of all you guys, I'm going to join an APF meet. He did the push pull. So I did it for one time. I had a blast doing it. It was a real rush. It was a great competition. But the competition there is that what I love about it is the camaraderie is incredible. Oh, yeah. And so I had a young lady. Melinda beat him. Dr. Hurt. <laughs> yeah, she was so kind and so gracious as she was warming me up and wound up being that she was in my bracket. <laughs> And I very much appreciate the fact that I think when we were warming up, she suddenly discovered she was a little bit better than me. And she was kind enough to say, would you like me to kind of let you win or anything like that? I said, no. She said so, that? Yeah. I don't so know she said it. She kind of right hinted out, it. Then right off, which she I was going to sandbag it? I, oh, to, to help me out a little bit for my ego. <laughs> and I said, you know what? It's okay. My ego will be fine. I'm not that good. <laughs> But I really appreciate it. To this day, I always remember this young lady. Well, I was going to say, you should not feel... She outlifts she's one of the a best lot of the, guys. Best in the country. Is she really that oh, good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She is, She has an absolute... She's an elite yeah. powerlifter. Yeah. By every sense of the word. With a great attitude. As you know, attitude is everything. And, yeah. And it was a blast. I had a fun... A great time doing it. So, in the... You were talking about lifting with, like, Skip Robinson and Maddie in the, in the golden ages. Yeah, kinda. that's what it really was. They're legends, and they, that's what those guys all were. What, uh... What was the difference? Like, what was the gym vibe like then versus what it's like now? Um... Similar? You know, like, everything, it changes. Back in those times, this, this group of guys, it was the golden age. I mean, they... The talent level was very high at that point. We had world champions, Mr. Mains, legends, Nash, international lifters like Matt. But I don't want to knock this new breed, the new breed. Uh, they're a little different. I see the the camaraderie is still very good. They get, and I love what I see in these this new group of people who I see here at Dynamax. Mm -hmm. Terrific group of guys. They're very dedicated. So a lot of the fundamentals have stayed. They're dedicated. 
They're really into it. They're always looking for ways to get better. And uh, I think that they've been similar in those aspects, but a little different socially. The social aspect to it back then, they had to push uh, tug of ropes on Old Orchard Beach. Yeah, we used to have a, a little uh, bit of social of yeah. every summer. That sounds like a blast. Yeah, this was uh, with uh, Tom Heinsohn. Would Tom Heinsohn did it? Would come up and oh, run it. I'm and sure was, that there was that a lot was of bragging rights a, involved. Uh, oh yeah, I got to imagine that must have been a spectacle. Yes, it yeah. was. It was a blast. So this group of guys back then, uh, they were a lot like celebrities, local celebrities. Local celebrities. Yes, they were. Today, these guys are not getting enough. Maybe not getting enough notoriety, which they should, because I see a lot of great guys in the Jimmy that really think a lot of it. Are really putting the time in and gaining ground and very competitive and there's some really real really talented guys out here did you used to do the tug of war yeah <laughs> can we talk about that for a second i'm curious how was uh was there money on the line no i can't remember what was on the line it was in front of a very well-known bar right on the water down there called the surf six i wonder if that's and the brunswick now no no the surf six is still there the brunswick's a little further down okay but uh I can't remember what the prize was, but the the, the real prize, prize was the bragging rights. Oh yeah, because it was a big thing. There was a lot of teams. Yes, how, how big were the teams? Well, they had a weight limit, if I remember right. Oh yeah, you had to hit like two thousand. Yeah, pounds and Light Beer was the sponsor. I mean, it was a real deal. Tommy Heinsohn was the uh, former Celtics great. Yes. And their coach, and he was the Light Beer Celtics announcer. No, yeah, he's now still the announcer, and he would come up. He wouldn't run it. He was, you know, he just basically drank. <laughs> <laughs> but he'd be there and he, yeah. he, I think he had to stay and uh, it was tough it was the charisma behind yeah. it to an extent yeah it was real tough I've always thought it'd be cool if they had like a muscle beach type of a thing and it would oh be. we did that for you Mar- well we'll have Marty Joyce on we'll tell you we'll tell you all about that they were very well attended okay 30 and 40,000 people I mean there was no we couldn't charge any we can only charge for the entry fee but there'd be thirty or forty thousand people Just around the stage. Yeah, that is insane. Yeah, we got some overhead pictures of it. Wow. We'll have Marty on in a oh, week or two. Oh man, I yeah. get, that's that. We did that for mind. ten years. Wow. Yeah. Man, let's get that going again. Yeah. See, so back then it was a lot bigger, and but uh, I'm hoping today I see a lot of enthusiasm towards it, and I think some of these the, uh, there's some new energy in, in the sport, and some of these younger people coming up are fantastic. The one thing I would say, see if you agree with this. The only thing that I see now the, the camaraderie is around there's women now which I like that the, aspect yeah <laughs> we like that yeah, yeah. we of like course. it in many ways but th- that's the only thing we didn't have then if I remember right not as there not was as two or three not, women yeah then. not as much as what the, we have the, the ratio must have been very different there was two women that were sort of pioneers and that was about it we have a lot of dedicated women here right? oh yeah are you kidding as strong yeah. as the new skinny oh yeah no I think that that's been one of the best Fads, if you will, yeah. of the last ten years is this fitness upbringing for men and women. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, well, he's a prime example. He's got his daughter; she's still doing it. Very much so. It's so. the women have grown in it in the sport, and they, now they have their own meat here, yep. which I think is fantastic. That's right. I forgot that <laughs> we have a women's championship. And we up. had a guy. Uh, we we're hoping. Wow. Speaking of women, is we with a person named BJ that was fantastic. Was hoping that she. I mean, he would. <laughs> He would be back. I got confused. Yeah. But I, when I say that, he would. We he was uh, tremendous lift to this guy, BJ. So he still on, no. He finally came down. I think off the board with the squat. Scott beat him. What was his lesson? BJ Fordette. Okay. I think Scotty Squat finally beat his right. The nine forty two or whatever yeah. it was two forty two. Yeah, that's how long that was there for ten years. I think. Wow. He was quite a talent. BJ. Yeah, he was. 
that's why my mind came back to him. He was, uh, I'd love to see him come back to yeah. the gym. So I'm giving BJ, wherever you are, a shout out. Would love to see him back. Yeah. Did you ever, uh, when you competed or when you lifted, did you ever uh, lift in gear? Like the powerlifting, uh, the no, bench shirts? Raw. Raw. I was I was a raw lifter. a raw dog. Always. I was a tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> in my mind, I was a tough guy. So I was very proud to go out there and do that. It was one of my I favorite athletic great. events that I did. And I uh, had a lot of fun doing it. And like I say, it was a real high, a unique high compared to team sports. It really, it's a, it is a very unique thing. You get a... You get a little, as well, especially the week the week after the meet. You kind of feel like, oh, yeah. what? Oh. It's a letdown. Yeah, well, yeah, because you you had such a rush. Peak, yeah, being on the platform, getting screamed at by. Yeah. I mean, that one of my when I first started powerlifting, one of my things that I was nervous about was squatting in front of so many people. And I gotta say, every time I squatted in a meet, I couldn't tell you. The only person I see is Scott Blanchard, the head judge. The judge. That's the only person I see, and I, I couldn't even tell you how many spotters I had. I couldn't tell you how many people were in the audience. I mean, I remember at the last meet, Maddie, uh, you know, I did my first two squats, and I asked my girlfriend, like, did you get those on video? And she's like, I was right there. She, she, she was squatting right down in front of me. But that speaks well of your focus. I, uh, yeah, I, I, turn, I turn something on, and I turn everything yeah. else off. <laughs> that speaks well of you. This guy's going to be good, you know. Uh, he absolutely, I can yeah. kind of tell already yeah. his attitude. He's very enthusiastic. Yeah. He's and that's already, what it takes. He's enthusiasm is everything. I'm glad to hear that. Enthusiasm is the biggest passion. Enthusiasm passion is exactly it. And and it's uh, you when you have the passion, you accept that you're going to have bad days. You accept that you're going to have really good days. Yes. And everything in between. Yes. And there's no highs without lows. Yeah, exactly right. You have to each day pick yourself back up when you fail but you know what the story, the old adage is you have to fail to succeed that's right and so damn right you stay damn right much. with it and um, when I you've speaking of who you saw when you were I saw the legend Marty Joyce when I lifted weights that day so I knew I felt like he had arrived Marty was the judge when I was there that's right. that's if Marty's right. looking at you then you know somebody who we a main legend along with the main legends as I say with a group that we spoke of mm -hmm. earlier do you have long-term fitness goals? Um, my long-term fitness goal is to stay in it for the rest of my life. To stay fit. God went to stay fit and to stay happy and healthy through it and carry me through the day with excitement and it gives me, a, it helps in so many other aspects of life, especially health and enthusiasm towards work, towards taking care of children and I, I use it to translate all across. So I just want it long term, especially even as I get older, to stay active and be happy each day. This place here brings happiness. One of the obvious things that you, when you battle any anxiety or depression, the way to come out of that is fitness is one of the way, and it's a big aspect. I think it helps quite a bit. Absolutely. Damn right. Um, do you, so let's talk for Alf. Just talk about Alf for just a second. Okay. Has he ever competed? He's working on he's it. I, he's been thinking of doing it. Bench yeah. only. That would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. I've seen. I mean, he's a good bencher. Oh, he's a very good bencher. Yeah, he'll, think, he'll bench around two hundred. I think that that would be I awesome. Think, I, I would, think, and that would be a goal for him. How would that make you feel? I'd be very proud if he went into a contest and he went in there and did a nice job for himself, because it would show me that he. I I want him the passion you described. You had. I like my children to have that kind of passion. And if he has passion at any walk of life, it makes me feel proud. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's passion. Sometimes can uh, you can be overpassionate about things, and it can almost uh, 
paralyze you in a sense. He is. Um, and sometimes, you know, I've had troubles myself where, like, I give too much of a shit about everything all the time sometimes. And uh, I got to bring it back sometimes and say, you know what? I'm not going to care. You know, I, you know, when I say passionate, it's like, uh, you know, when I do something, if I do something incorrect, I yes. want, if whether it's in the gym or in the workforce, I want that to be explained. I want you to say, hey, you know, I'd rather hear, hey, that squat was a little off. You know, you're going to hurt yourself. You need to fix this versus that squat was great. You know, for me, it was. It's all about uh, because the passion can almost drive to a. Uh, God, what's the word? That An obsession. Obsession. obsession, exactly. And um, it, it's always good to have a balance. It is you because if you go too hard at the passion pot, like you say, you can paralyze yourself, and then it stops you from gaining, stops from the joy. So you have to take a step back sometimes. Right. You Get know, like if break. you're trying to get to a three plate. Uh, bench press or something and you keep missing you keep missing it you keep messing and you're so obsessed with that once goal and you stop squatting or deadlifting or doing everything else it's going to uh, that's going to affect you well when I knew the legends like Matt and Marty and those guys these legends they wouldn't just hit the same thing all the time they'd go from different angles to attack it and that's what made the intrigue different bars was. chains bands everything else different exercises yeah to try to hit to develop the, an exercise it's quite a skill that you have to really know what you're doing to do that. I wouldn't, but I know Matt knows how to do that terrifically. Do you ever uh, do the uh, you know, conjugate style accommodating resistance training? No, he doesn't do much of that. Well, that. He, he does a lot of. We do a lot of. We've done a lot of different things, but he hasn't. He doesn't need that. Not for his goals now. Okay. Yeah, that's one thing. I'm, I'm always because a lot of people I think see it. Mm -hmm. People who spend a lot of time at the gym and they see bands or chains and they think, well, that's different. What he's done is when we had an area when uh, there was a gym right next door. Yep. I think I told you about. He used to do a lot of we did a lot of um, agility work with different types with a basketball. I'm or, sure, obviously, a, as a basketball a ball player, that's or, or uh, you know uh, a lot of footwork drills. That was what he liked. You can call that fast. his accommodating resistance. Yeah, stay fast. Yeah. So we had that's there again. It lends itself to how versatile Matt's versatility. He can train you for just about anything. Mm -hmm. But that helped your game. Helped my game tremendously. I really couldn't. You know, I'll tell you what. Even one of the most fun parts was, we actually would go to the local gym, a basketball court. That's right. And Matt would go right out on the court. That's right. And too. we would I do a lot that. of that stuff right on the court with a ball. And if we had two sessions a week for a while, I was meeting him at Westbrook College. Okay. And do his basketball drills. Yeah. And he would be out there and would, he would do drills and help me finish at the rim or shoot pull-up jump shots. It was a blast. That's awesome. So we've had, a heck of, that. we've had a lot of fun together. That's really cool. I like, uh, I, like, I always like hearing that you, you specify when required. When required. He, yep. even went, he even played one game in the rec league for us because we didn't have enough guys. <laughs> oh, man, that is dedication right there. The hard part was the poor guy set a screen on somebody and I think the guy's season ended. So the bodybuilding got it in... Oh, he was a nice, fluid basketball player, but his screen was kind of <laughs> physical. <laughs> I forgot that, too. <laughs> we won, though. Yes, we did. Yeah, I mean, uh, a, a damn near 2,000-pound total typically doesn't go well with uh, quick, agile <laughs> I basketball. forgot all about that. But he did a nice job for yeah. us. We very much appreciate it. Was it was an emergency. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, one of the fun, one of the uh, cool parts about uh, you know having some of the clients that have been working with Manny for a long time is hearing those types of stories that you forget about Manny. I, I think that that's uh, I forgot we used to do one day a week in the gym. We've had a lot of fun. It's been a blast. I've, but what I love about Matt was 
uh, he knew how badly I wanted to get better. When you mentioned your passion, I can see that you really want to get better at this. Yeah. I was like that about basketball. He knew how much it meant to me, so he poured his heart into it for me to get me better. He did the same for my two children when they were here as well. Well, I got to say, you know, as uh, I coach a couple guys here, little minimal coaching. Not good coaching. He's good. He's learning it. Very oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. And I got the, the feeling you get when you see somebody else succeed and hit the goal, it's almost better than hitting your own goal. Sometimes giving is better than receiving for some of us. It's the weirdest thing. And it's I never understood that until I started coming here and had the opportunity to to train people. To well, it usually comes back in spades. So. It does. That's what the way it works for some reason. It, yeah, the way life works is the more you give, the more it seems like good things come up. And I think God, that's what I keep. That's what I keep telling myself. You know, it's. It's I used you know when I when I graduated college, I was under the impression that I'm never going to work for free ever again. And I find that what I get the most gratification out of is the work that I do for free, whether it be this podcast, uh, training people anything you know helping maddie rearrange the gym whatever it may be i get a lot of gratification out of that because you it it's you see it yeah, you this see guy it. redesigned that floor plan out there he's oh, an engineer oh it's wonderful wonderful yeah i mean it was and it was kind of like uh you know oh we need this done let's do it you know oh we want to start a podcast let's do it we are you know 15 16 17 episodes 17 deep in, now. Think, yeah. that's very very admirable what you what you've done and the fact like your attitude towards that will translate into life and be one of the best things for you going forward. I yeah, think. just planting that seed and watching it grow. It's I a, mean, it's I'm sure when you started Prompto, if we, if we, if you don't mind cycling kind of back to yeah. that, when you first started Prompto, what was the? I mean, you first started. How many did you? You, you had one. Yes. When you first started. Yeah. And what was? I mean, at that point, what were you thinking? Like, oh, maybe, maybe we'll have five. <laughs> or like, well, how did the goal? What was the original goal, and how did it change? Again? Here's a crazy story. I may as well share it with you, and it's a true story. There's a. Is it a book out called The Shining or something to that effect? Because I read about something like that years later. Before Prompto first started, it, um, the one thing that came to my mind was where we are today was what I was dreaming of the first minute I saw it at home. Mm-hmm. I may as well, that, that's a truthful story. and That was part of what drove us at this point for me was the very beginning my dream was to become a, a regional chain with great quality principles for towards customers employees uh, first in this era when everything is so um, uh, people are more numbers than they are uh, treated like humans great. and so we've got a the, the most allure of the story of prompto is people like you growing up with us in the we have many many people have worked there for 20 the whole duration mm-hmm. and we they, they grew up with us so it's a it's a complete family business not just my family the people that all work there. It's clear that the people that work there are passionate. Um, I gotta say, it is, it's almost surprising every time I go to a prompto, how good the customer service is. Like those people really care and they're very, you know, they're the, from the guy who's actually pumping the oil to the guy in the pit to the guy, the floor manager. Starts at the top. It's clear that they, I mean, you go to a, a VIP or something. Forget it. And you gotta like, you gotta pretty much ring a bell to get them to help you change your windshield wiper or whatever, and a prompto, it's just like they're. Ext- I, I'm always impressed by that. It's like how they really care. Thank you for saying that. The humility that my fa- father and mother created in this from the very beginning mm-hmm. is where it's rooted in. So I have a brother Tasso as well, who's a great people person, and Chris as well, who worked in the stores. Both of them. Um, 
I was always kind of in the administration, a little bit in the stores, not as skillful as my brothers were. But anyway, we had a, a great team synergy and the passion between our family. But now there's a better family out there than even our You know, I, we're all as one. The, the group of people that have come in have been phenomenal. Kevin King uh, and Jim Fasulo, Mike Anderson, Toby Hartford, and uh, Sue, who's been with us for years. Um, we've had a great group of people, and these people are lifers. Mm -hmm. Those are some of your leaders. And now, Megan, we gotta, we've brought some, excuse me, some youth in, so we've got this young lady, Megan, who's been terrific. I want to give them all a shout-out because I appreciate everything. Well-deserved. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hey, Maddie. Yeah. You got a uh, exercise of the week planned for uh, this yeah. evening? I can. Yeah. Yep. We'll do the uh, shoulder shocker part the sh two. The shoulder shocker part two. Yeah. The sequel. The sequel. So uh, the plate raise stays constant. The plate raise is constant. Yeah. It starts with ten plate raises. He's he's done these. I've done this. Yes. But we get we get rid of the the shrug raise press, and we do one front raise. Yep. One lateral raise. That's one rep. So you got to do twenty reps of those. Okay. One, one. So it's really forty reps. Oh, excuse me, forty reps. Yeah. It's followed by from by the first ten plate raises though, and you go through that three times. We we'll do a video on it Sunday. Okay. We'll do an exercise. Of the, the videos week. have been very helpful. Yeah. Okay. So that's ex uh, shoulder shocker part two. I gotta say though, your uh, your models there. They're not that attractive. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I do the best I can. With hey, we got, with what you gotta I got. work with what you got sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's either uh, Bat Smith with the uh, with a beard, with a big old yeah. beard, or Hank with who's uh, yeah, with a tip in. <laughs> oh my God! Oh goodness! So that'll be on. We'll do that. That's uh, uh, shoulder shocker part two. And we'll do a video on it Sunday. Okay. So I have a special deal for uh, Dynamax podcast listeners, but before I do that. I've got a question for I you. I knew it was coming. I ask this to a lot of He's tough. listeners. Have you ever, have you listened to this, these podcasts? You can say Unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, I haven't. I That's wish fine. That's even better because you don't know what I'm going to ask you. Okay. In the last two years, what is what are two things that you've learned that you think... Oh, so in the last few years, just say, what are two things that you've learned that you think everybody should know? In the last two years, what everybody Any should know? Any amount of years. Or the last few years. You know, in the last recent couple of years, what's what are two things? They don't have to be lifting, or they could be lifting, business, health, nutrition, whatever. What are two things you think everybody should know? Number one, in all walks of life, the psychology behind what you're doing, your mindset. In this gym, in business, socializing, talking with you right now, trying to see the world in a different light. Psychology allows us, and I'm not a psychologist, but I'm just using the term, but the mental aspect, that's number one thing I've learned a lot in my growth as a person, is a mental aspect to all these walks of life and how much the mental can guide you into success, whether it's in, in your career or whether in here. You'd be surprised when you come in here and you try a different look, a different mindset, um, change things around, you'd be surprised how you can grow as a person and see things in a different way. Many of the great athletes or, or, or business people, I alluded to it earlier about the shining, you see it. When you come in here and try to lift your weights, 
or whatever walk of life when you're working, there's a, in basketball it's called court vision. This psychology I'm looking for is you got to be able to see it. There's a there's something you can see. See yourself finishing the lift, which sometimes you can even do if you think meditation or any whatever trick you could use. There are more tricks than just in here the He-Man stuff. Oh, there's yeah. way to trick your mind. But I won't go further and further, but the mental aspect of life, we can go a lot of roads down that, but I've used it a lot uh, in all walks of life. It's something to really be thought about, uh, to give a lot of thought to. That's my number one thing. Okay. The mental. That's huge. I was just, as you say that, I all whenever I'm going for a big deadlift, I always kind of walk to like the wrong side of the bar, and I just picture myself doing it from the third person. Yep, so you're visualizing. There's also this, there's a lot of tricks. Matt is a master a lot of them when I used to do lifts or do work, my workout. But when I'd play basketball, he'd try to make me see what I was trying to do. It's a big item. Michael totally. Jordan, when his Hall of Fame speech, the last line was, don't be surprised if I come back because I may be able to see it. Because if you can see it, you can believe it. But that's that's a big thing. Um, and so passion and equal, plus the mental aspect combined, there's a lot of great things you can do in this life. Um, so that that was one of them. You knew one. You're looking for another one. That um, was a good one. If you got another one, I'd be impressed. That was up there with Docs. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that would be my number one thing. And we alluded to the passion earlier, which there's no limits in pushing yourself to the outer, which is uh, another big one. Put, push, pushing yourself into an area where you haven't gone and don't get paralysis like you said earlier after you go into that area the un uncomfortable zone get out of there and go get yourself back normal and then try to be uncomfortable put yourself in uncomfortable positions once in a while dare dare to take a chance God, I could not that'd agree be my second I could not thing. agree more with that There's so that's my second two beauties that, that's now, awesome this is how well I know this guy I think you left out one employee for a shout out um, what, one of them bothered me I forgot his name was Randy is uh, who, uh, anyone uh, else Clavin uh, Cliff, <laughs> his last name, yeah. Cliff, you're, uh, you are right. Thank you for mentioning that. Okay. He would never forgive me. Cliff, I thank you very much. We've had, he was a life, Cliff has been a lifetime prompto Hall of Famer. That's how well I know. He, he's been a, that's how well, it's such a family business, even Matt knows the employee so well. Wow. So there you have it. I don't know his last name. It goes deep. <laughs> yes. Cliff uh, Plummer, he's a, he's a, pro that's it. In fact, a prompto. What did you say? Cliff, Cliff, Cliff. You know, a prompto we have, um. So you know, we, we when me and my brothers we get together, oftentimes in senior management, we talk about having a prompt to Hall of Fame. Yeah, Cliff is the first ballot Hall it, of Fame. Right? He's definitely in it. I mean, I don't even hardly know him, but but we have a lot of uh, Hall of Fame employees who I'm so grateful to all these guys. Even the man, not even they the manager is the most important aspect to uh, all of it. That's awesome. That's some that's some great insight. Um, so Maddie, yeah. You got a deal on your supplements here. Yes. This looks pretty good. Yep. This looks like a really good deal. For 61 bucks, you get a 12-pack of power protein, protein. Yep. And a can, which of is 40 servings. 40 servings of, of built. Yes. So, for 61 bucks. 61 bucks. If you, you want to come in here and get it, there's no shipping. If you're ordering it online, you got to pay some shipping. I think it's 7 bucks. It's not too shabby. So, if you're in the neighborhood, come by and pick it up. And I gotta say, I've talked. Uh, if you want to order it, I'll ship it to you. Your protein—it's great. You got the little bit of cocoa in there. Yeah. It's pre. Uh, you don't gotta worry about getting protein powder all over your car, no. or trying to get some weird funnel to get the. 
protein powder in there. You've already got it in the bottle. Add water or milk, shake it, and go. Yep, and it, it's delicious. Yeah, I like doing uh, a little bit of chocolate milk 22 in there. grams of nice straight-up whey concentrate. Yep, keeps you going good. And then uh, for your intra-workout pre or even post, really, yep. you could throw in the build. Yes. Um, which I've been loving that stuff. You I gave know, yeah. me a sample, and uh, I've been really feeling good. Uh, I, I recently personally cut protein, whey protein. I was take I've been taking oh, whey protein okay. for so long. Yeah. Just you know, optimum nutrition yeah. type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I lost a, I lost weight. Oh. Like uh, a few pounds. Built right back up. I'm, I'm interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm right at like one. I think it's the creatine. I think it would be. Yeah. Um, a little. You got a little uh, cell volumization there. Exactly. Maybe yeah. Help yeah. me hang on to some of that water. Weight. Probably. So yeah. The, but that's okay because yeah. your leverage gets better. Exactly. And I'm digging that the, uh, it's unflavored. Yeah. You don't gotta, sometimes those like, you know, but I wouldn't cut the back too far in the protein, Matt. Okay. I, uh, yeah, you know, I like to just kind of cycle it. Okay. To change it up. Right. I think, uh, you gotta, you know, yep. you gotta go into that yeah, uncomfortable see. place. Yeah. Yeah. Now, correct. Man. Correct. Um, well, so I gotta say this has been, thank you. Very, uh, it's been a privilege to be with you guys. It's been I really, very insightful. I really appreciate it. I feel like uh, I know you a lot better now when I see you around here. I'm uh, glad. I'd be glad. Anytime if we, I invite conversation anytime for fun too. It's, it's, if you got a basketball blast, question, that's your man. Alrighty. But what it's a, been a blast being here. We're doing this. So really the meets November 11th and 12th. The the entries are, I believe are on the site, but they're gonna we're gonna do a small mailing as well. Okay. Anybody needs one, contact me. Every everything's on the internet. If there are any questions, you can always go on the Dynamax Instagram page. You, you can, can always that. go on the Dynamax website. My you phone number's there. Just call me if you, you want. Can call Maddie right at home. He'll answer. Um, thank you all for listening. This has been another great podcast. Yes. Till next you. time. Thank you, Paul K. Thank you very much, you guys. Take care. Good night, everybody. Good.